another episode of Breaking Through with Elena. That's me. And this is the podcast where we highlight badass women in the entertainment industry and just have open conversations about their life, finding out how they broke through. Now, before I tell you about this week's guest, which I'm super excited about, let's get a shout out going. This week, it's all about the CMA Awards. After 11 years, it was announced that Brad Paisley would not be returning to co-host with Carrie Underwood. Instead, Carrie will be the main host with special guest hosts, Reba McIntyre and Dolly Parton. I mean, what? This is already iconic and it hasn't even happened yet. I know a lot of us will miss Brad, but I'm sure he's still going to be a part of it. Maybe even back next year. But the reason these three women are hosting is because the CMAs will not only be honoring everyone that has done amazing things in country music over the past year, they're also going to be highlighting the women who have shaped the genre through the years. This is just so exciting and honestly super on brand with what we have going on here with Breaking Through. It's going to be really easy to prove that night to the world that women do want to hear women and they always have. So major props to the CMA for dreaming this up and huge shout out to Sarah Trahern, who I'm sure had a lot to do with this y'all i'm just so excited about it and just as excited as i am to tell you about this week's guest who i am sure will be highlighted in the cma ceremony this year living legend tanya tucker so this may be hard to believe but it's been 17 years since she's put on a new project but this past friday that all changed with her new album while i'm living which was produced by brandy carlisle who is just killing it in the game right now and shooter jennings we get into all sorts of stuff during this conversation and tanya gets real about where she's at right now mentally and career-wise I truly love this woman, and I'm pretty sure you do too. So let's get right into it. It's Breaking Through with Tanya Tucker. Well, this is something that I have been hoping for for a while, that I could actually say welcome to the podcast. Tanya Tucker, thank you so much for being here. Hello, Lana. Good to see you. Good to see you you as well. And this is fun, uh, too, to start with this, because it's just a really positive thing. But, you know, I featured well over 30 women on this podcast at this point. And we always talk about women that have influenced them in their careers, nearly every single one has named Tanya Tucker. Really? Yes. Every artist that rolls through, especially Maren Morris, who she came in here, she talked about you a lot and, and just everybody. She's my new best little friend. She's, you know, it's hard to spend time when you're working with someone, but Brandy uh, invited me to the High Women, uh, uh, the Redesigning Women. Yes. And of course, we all connected there and I just love her. She's She's a little doll. You know, I, I want to get into your career and really talk about what you've gone through. But since we're right here right now, the high women, let's just dive right into that. Because Brandi Carlisle is someone you've been spending a lot of time with, with your new album. Yeah, you know, and I was going to mention the fact that uh, Brandy did, or her and Shooter produced the, the new record, mm-hmm. um, While I'm Living. Most producers that I've worked with in the past, once I leave the studio pretty much done you know they yeah it was a working done. relationship yeah, yeah well i mean like crutchville i did 13 albums with him yeah and he of course is one of my best friends but making this record was uh you know it just brought a lot of people together that wouldn't normally have gotten together right and when we left the studio that's when she started to work she's involved with everything and it and much to my surprise you know i mean yeah it's a nice surprise usually i don't like anybody tell me what to do and she don't tell me what to do she just encourages me mm-hmm. and, and and then she'll explain why but she's involved in everything from the pictures i take to the shows i'm doing oh wow 
to the accountants I should hire or uh, just everything. And then she got this career that's blowing up for her. Oh, yeah. Huge and things man, happening with her And she's over here messing around trying to figure, uh, get mine straight in the water. I just think it's pretty incredible. And then I turn around and she's doing something else. Yeah. So I wish I had the energy that she has. She seriously, I don't know when she's sleeping right now because she's doing so much. But I don't know. She just texted me a while ago and I figured, uh, you know, she was home because she don't text me a whole lot. I mean, she does, but not a lot as much as when she's home. And she just said, are are you happy or, you know, is there anything I can do for you? And, uh, you know, that just don't happen. Yeah, that is not. That's not something that's uh, frequent in this business. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you walk out, they're usually done with you, and then you go fend for yourself. But she is very hands-on. Mm-hmm. And, well, I was curious if she actually had been coming to you a lot about advice for the high women, because she's doing this now. And, I mean, they reference the women of the past all the time and the women that are here right now, just like you, both past and present. So did she come to you a lot for advice on doing that? No, I mean, I I don't remember, but I think Brandy's the kind of girl that kind of learns from conversation. Yeah. You know, she not necessarily have to ask, but she learns. If there's anything to be learned, she will find it. Mm-hmm. And she's taught me a lot, too. I mean, she's, she's taught me mostly that I should, uh, maybe I should love myself more, meaning, uh, you know, I'm not my biggest fan, so... I think all the time I appreciate my fans so much because they they love me. They love the me that I, you know, don't really think is that great. And, I mean, there's singers that are I'm a bigger fan of than myself. Somehow she has a way about her yeah. that is different than I've ever known, really. Bless her and for the twins, being... the twins. Yes. Boy, they are, they are a package deal. And I'll tell you what, they're, they're incredible. I feel like I've met in a concentrated amount of time. We've become best friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything I wouldn't tell her or ask her or talk to her about. Well, that's something all of us can only hope for, she's, to have someone like that in well, our lives, yeah, right? She's probably going to be regretful of it, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll ask her next year. Tanya, you talk about, you know, sometimes not being your biggest fan, and I know that a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, I... Oh, did you spill... spill coffee on my white it pants. It happens. That's well, why I can never wear white, because, I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I do. I just, I don't trust myself I I with do. every day surroundings. <laughs> I don't. But we'll go back to that, because, um, you know, I, I, I feel like that a lot as well. And I'm very thankful to have people in my life that can hype me up and get me out of that headspace. But Tanya, for someone like you who has been in this industry that's already so difficult to be in all the time, you've been in it for almost your entire life. I mean, starting at 13 years old, really at eight, but starting in this spotlight at 13 years years old, I'm thinking back to when I was 13 and like, I can hardly remember anything that I do. Do you remember a lot of what it was like? Most everything, yeah. Yeah. So what, I mean, today we always talk about how we feel like we're in a man's world, right? But what was it I, I like? I like it that way, though. You, you do, right? <laughs> I didn't like it that well, way. Well, yeah. Was it was it like this? How it is right now? When you were thirteen and Delta Dawn was coming out, as far as like men and ruling the industry, and was was everybody? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. Uh, and it has been a a, a, a men driven business, right? But it's always been that way. You know, there weren't there weren't as many of us girls mm-hmm. as there were men. Yeah, that were really doing well they wouldn't even put two girls on the same show together oh they wouldn't Mm-mm. in fact i think one of the first ones i've done was the other day with a few days ago with miranda in calgary because they just didn't would put they said man women don't get along but whatever yeah and i think that uh you know, all that's turning around i will say this for the women mm-hmm. uh that 
all of us sound completely different from oh each yeah other. Mm-hmm. and the men are starting to sound a lot alike mm-hmm. and look alike and have the same hairdresser or whatever same that's what we got going for us yeah you know i mean uh if it's going to be ever equal i don't know as many men are in it you know but i'll tell you the girls are very individual yeah and uh you know when you hear martina when you hear me Winona, you hear Loretta, we're all different. So would you have a lot of conversations in the decades past about like, I want to have another girl on this bill or why isn't there? And you would just be told that straight to your face. It wasn't like uh, that 13. I'm telling them anything, but right. um, it's just something I picked up and, and I've been, been asked about it a lot lately mm-hmm. because of this Me Too movement and, and all that. And I said, well, gosh, dang it, man, I've never been sexually harassed. I'm, I'm feeling kind of left out, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dang, you know. Because somebody touches my rear end, hey, he's going to get slapped, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I realize a lot of women aren't in that position. And it's something I don't really relate to, but I understand. Right. And I mean, I imagine that you probably saw stuff happening when you were growing up. Because you've well, been yeah, around it like forever. like casting couch. I mean, that's an old one. I mean. Right. Yeah. That's what you did, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, except for me. I didn't <laughs> I right. had a daddy that would definitely would not let that happen. Well, do you think that is what it is that kind of set you apart from that? Was oh, it, really? was yeah. it daddy? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, you know, because my dad uh, was different, Yeah. Uh, for lack of better words. Because he came, he didn't know anything about the music business. He mm-hmm. didn't know anything about it. And ended up being my manager. And uh, we learned together and failed together and... I, I wouldn't have sung a second song unless he'd have been there. And I've often thought every now and then, every now and then I, don't, I don't dwell, but think about what would have happened if if my dad hadn't have done what he did. Right. And picked the whole family up and moved. And, you know, it's just a, it's, his story is pretty incredible. It's with a third grade education in Cotton Field in Oklahoma. And uh, we start picking cotton as soon as you can walk, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and to take me and not ever stop until. And then it, then I've had a few weekend managers, you know, yeah. because my dad would let someone manage me thinking he they could take me further. Mm-hmm. But I always came back to him. No one could do it like that. No, yeah. no one could put up with me. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> well, was there a time that you noticed that you really kind of became more of a businesswoman yourself? No. Because do you do you feel like that today? No. I mean, look at everything you've done, Tanya. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not business. And my dad begged me to learn about it, but I had him, and I was on the creative end of it. Yeah. I would, you know, rather write a song than think about. Uh, what how many what kind of ta- taxes I'm going to pay this year? Yeah, and how I can write some things off and all this. Stuff. I'm just not business program. Mm-hmm. But you know, I am 60, so it's time to learn. <laughs> Maybe now. <laughs> I've got a guy teaching me, and he's really good at what he does, and uh, and he's a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fell off the other cloud that Brandy fell off of, but he and he's teaching me about it, and and I don't really like it, but no, it's not my favorite thing. Um, Are you glad I, you're doing it? Well, I'm kind of glad I have to. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to. I don't blame you. I, I don't really like doing that stuff either. I despise it. Like, Every once in a while. I would much rather go write a song. Yeah. Or, you know, do something. I, I, I'm not a business-minded person. Mm-hmm. But and, and then but people, but they tell me, no, 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 you're dumb like a fox, you know. Well, yeah, because you can't. smarter than you look. Exactly. <laughs> yes, because I've been mean, looking at 
looking back at it, I mean, Tanya, you're kind of like a unicorn when it comes to the to the music industry because it is very rare that somebody can have this kind of career longevity and still be somebody that everyone wants to talk about. And I mean, look at you, you've got an accident show coming up that we were just talking about yeah. that sold out in a flash. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, it it is incredible to see what you've done with your career. And that I mean, it takes that, a lot. It well, takes that a lot. doesn't impress me though. No, what does impress you? <laughs> no. Uh, don't impress me much. Oh yeah, that's uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, because why doesn't that impress me? Because if you told me I sold out Bridgestone in twelve minutes, that would be that that would impress me. So though you think bigger is sure. Yeah. I mean, exit ends what you know got to be under a thousand people. Well, I'm just saying I can't sell out the exit ends. So. Oh well, <laughs> but I'm just saying if I sold out Bridgestone or a stadium, then I would. I'd kind of, I'd be very impressed. Yeah. Well, what is your biggest accomplishment, would you say? Hmm. Uh, my biggest accomplishment, besides my kids. Yeah. I mean, all three of them are very talented. Now, I'm very critical of them, but, but uh, as my dad was of me. Yeah. You know, because we all know that the juniors are never as good as the seniors. You know? <laughs> I always say, I always say, <laughs> no, no joke is... You know, they kidnapped Frank Sinatra Jr. And then they, they, he started singing, so they let him out of the trunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my kids are very talented yeah. all th- in three different ways. Yeah. And well, how so? What are their three chit- Just, uh, uh, they all have, they all sing. Yeah. have great voices. My daughter, my youngest daughter was number one on Facebook. I don't know, th- last week or maybe this week. Hell yeah. She's number one on a song called California Dream, in which she wrote when she was like 14 or 15 and uh she her career is fixing to blow wide open yeah then my oldest daughter presley now layla's 20 presley's um 10 years and 10 days uh older than layla uh and i was born 10 10 so uh, these numbers mean yeah. something and presley's been writing and she's in a group called reverie lane they're on their way to australia and she's written some great songs in fact uh, just played Miranda one that I want to do with her. Yeah. We just need one more girl that's got a fair amount of huevos to do it. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to figure out who that girl can be. But she's written some great songs and she's, her her group's doing really great. Uh, My son is 27 and he uh, he plays left-handed guitar uh, and sings uh, and he has a, they all have totally different voices than me. But there's a timber, you know, that kind of runs with all three, all, yeah. of us, all four of us. Like there's some, there's some, it, some related, there. yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I get them to do a lot of backgrounds on my record. Oh yeah, and uh, on my songs that I'm not this this album, this, this album while I'm living. But they weren't even in L.A. But I've been working on some other things, and I get them to come in and sing on harmony, and, and then they've worked with me on my stage shows. Oh, yeah, nice. You can keep so it in I the miss family. They've yeah. been with me for the last few oh, weeks. And I was yeah. like, oh, boy, do I miss that harmony. It's yeah. so tight, you know, and really, really, really special when you have your kids singing with you. Do you remember how old are they, that they were when they realized who their mama was? No, I really don't. There wasn't really a defining moment when they were like, oh, no, I think it was just normal. This. I think it was probably just a normal thing right. for them. They didn't think it was anything everybody's mama sang, I guess. Yeah. Uh huh. But I don't know. You have to ask them. Yeah. And maybe you will be. Well, and when you, yeah, I know. Pretty soon here, hopefully, Future. huh? Yeah. Are, are they all doing kind of country? You know, they all can. Yeah. That's country. Is there like? That's what I say. I. That's the one that brung me to the dance. But mm-hmm. I can sing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not not anything, but not opera or anything like that. But I 
I want to sing a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah. And that's what I tried to do when I was 20 at the TNT album, but just had the wrong people do it. You know, I thought they knew what I was wanting to do, but they had no idea. Uh, and uh, that kind of uh, bit me uh, in the rear end, but they, they can sing a yeah. lot of different. Uh, and if I was going to say about my son, I'd say more like a Eric Clapton kind of singer. Yeah. So is that Bruce Springsteen? Ooh, nice. I heard him sing another night. Uh, he was in the basement where he lives. He's got a home uh, below my home, mm-hmm. and um, I heard him playing uh, and singing. Um, Whenever you come around, mm-hmm. I get weak in the knees. And he was well, he was singing it. So I went here away into retirement here. <laughs> so you know, I I think that's what they're going to do. Though. I'm. I know that's what they're going to do. A lot's do. coming, yeah. Well, you singing any kind of music, what, what would surprise people that you're listening to right now? Are there any artists or genres that might surprise people? Uh, as far as... Like, are you listening to any pop music? Oh, are you I listening listen to, to R&B? I listen to everything, you know. I I really can't say that. I'm, I'm, I am I'm don't really listen a lot when I'm home mm-hmm. or um, getting Does it ready. feel like work if you're listening to music? I don't sing in the car. Really? You know? I don't sing in the shower. Yeah. Uh, I love music, um, but I would say probably you would have uh, Tom Jones uh, singing on the dock of the bay, mm-hmm. uh, which I just heard, and it was, it was outstanding just last year, maybe a few months ago. And I would have, uh, uh, I'd probably have Eric Clapton. I'm trying to think of who, who I would be listening to. Billy Joe Shaver. You know, yeah. I love listening to him on his record and uh i love his stuff um dennis quaid i love his album out of the box you and i were talking about dennis quaid just a little bit ago his album out of the box him and his band the sharks who are really fantastic yeah love them uh they've been together 20 years i'm like nobody knows it you gotta get gotta get you out there you know Mm -hmm. so i recorded one of his songs actually three five of his songs and we'll see what happens with that you know because i don't know where I call it my vault. I just do them and put them in the vault. And then when something, God's going to make something happen where you go back to it, it's yep. going to get out there because it's not going to be any good. It just in the vault. It's got to come out for it right. to really matter when the time is right. Yeah. It really matter. Mm-hmm. The time is years ago for me, but we'll, you know, I would love to have done it many years ago, but this album has kind of opened up doors for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do a, I, you know, I, lo- I love Frank Sinatra. Uh, I did a duet with him years ago, but I'd love to do a whole album of, of music like that. Oh, I would and, be listening Michael to Michael Buble type. Yes. Harry Connick. And I, I really, really would love to do that. And, of course, I'd, I'd like to do a duets album. Mm-hmm. Uh, i like to have Engelbert Humperdinck. And uh, I wanted Tom Petty, but I guess that's Bob Dylan oh, yeah. do something with me. So there's so many things, and I feel like I'm running out of time, you know. I there's so many things I've yet to do and places I've yet to see that I I feel like I got to hurry up and do it. You know? What else is there that you really? I mean, aside from what you had just told me, where where is the places that you want to see? Because you've been everywhere. I really haven't. I'm I uh, I would love to go uh, all around the world. Yeah. I mean, my key places would be Thailand, so I can hang out with the elephants there because um, I'm so worried about them uh, yeah. they, we lose one every 15 minutes mm-hmm. and and then I would like to go to Borneo because I want to see the orangutans because they're, they're on their way out you know because they're they're uh, farming all their um, 
where they live. Mm-hmm. The, anything with palm oil in it is killing the orangutan. So uh, I'd like to do that. I'd love to go to Hong Kong. Never been there. I want to go back to Japan. Yeah. Um, I ain't been there since I was 17. And I won the uh, Tokyo Music Festival. It was Natalie Cole won first. The Porter Sisters were second. And I was third. Oh. Uh, with the bronze award. I'd like to go back because I'm so into the dolphins and the whales and I ask them, well, please leave them alone. Yeah, know? I'm Stop with you on that. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, there's lots of things I want to do. I want to go on that whale wars boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I even put a, a uh, request in and they sent me all this stuff, you know, like, boy, you'll be gone three months, man. It's like, uh, are you get seasick? And I said, no, I'd like to go. I'd like to go and make a difference. Well, and I think you have plenty of time to do that and can do well, that. Well, of course, I rescue horses. You yes. Know, in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. Right. Uh, Redemption Road is my charity of choice because I'm, I know their operation and they're fabulous, absolutely fabulous people. And mm-hmm. they take these horses that are on death's row and rehab them back. And, and then I'm talking with my senator friend, Senator Crow, Rusty Crow here about changing the laws in the state of Tennessee for, for horses. Yeah. Because they consider them livestock in this state and they're equine. We don't eat. Mm-hmm. We don't eat them. Right. I mean, they eat them over over yonder, which we're trying to stop too. Yeah. And I'm involved with all kinds of animal things. And, 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 and of course, Colorado State University, I, I think are just heroes for saving my dog, Kona, and yeah. uh, my golden retriever. And he's with them as we speak. I had to leave him, you know, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that, but here I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's in the best hands. So I just want to get, uh, you know, uh, Continue the advocacy. With, yeah. with dogs helps the humans. Yeah. Helps the human doctors. And there's so many things to do. I mean, I'm involved with all kinds of things, whether it's cancer, horses, any kind of animal mm-hmm. you know, that we're losing. And I want my grandkids to be able to see some of these animals. Mm-hmm. And there's a zoo in uh, Wisconsin I'm trying to shut down because uh, of the lack of uh, care for mm. wild animals. And they have no laws. So you got to change the laws. First. Right, and that that's that's a lot of red tape. And, Dang, and Tanya, where are you finding the time to do I, all I this? Know. Wow, I, I don't know. I don't well, know. it's incredible, and, and as an animal lover, and as I know, there are a lot of animal lovers listening to this right now. We are grateful that you're spending your time doing. Yeah, if you like can't handle, if you can't take care of an animal, call somebody. Amen. Pick it up, mm-hmm. and take it somewhere. Yeah, and uh, uh, some people find themselves in that position. Uh, there was a horse down in downtown Nashville that was mm-hmm. pulling a buggy, you know. And uh, I, yeah. I happened to just take a picture, and I sent it to Redemption Road, and they confiscated the horse a couple weeks later. Really? Because it wow. wasn't getting the care, and it wasn't, you know. That's so, that's incredible. Make a difference. Yeah. yeah. Making a difference is, is huge. And, and something else that you make a big difference in is I've noticed a lot, and especially with the uh, Five Decades, One Voice uh, with the with Cracker Bale, you oh, yeah. are very much making a difference in a lot of current artists' lives by giving the advice that you have been giving. And the whole series with Tennille Towns and Brandy is incredible. I, I want to go back a little bit too in your career to kind of talk about this because we have a lot of uh, aspiring artists that listen listen to this podcast and look for advice. And we've talked about how you have been able to span your career over these decades. But Tanya, is there a time that you look back in a specific decade where it was most difficult music wise because of the industry? Oh, that was probably yesterday. (laughs) Well, now now it's a different world, right? I mean, it's a totally different world. Yeah. 
you know, I guess it's a matter of uh, being able to hang, you know, yeah. like a hair on a biscuit, kind of like. Uh, and I've just, God has blessed me. And, uh, but, you know, there's been some of the worst times of my life. And uh, um, it's been difficult. Even throughout this, throughout this record, it's been difficult. What kept you going? Uh, money, probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> Paying the bills. Yeah. No, but just uh, people wanted to hear me, so I'm doing the best I can to get out there. And, you know, I'm not 20 anymore, and sometimes I I uh, wish I was. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, it's about the music and uh, not so much about the entertaining anymore. Well, you wouldn't have been able to create what you've created had you not had the experiences that you've had. Yeah, my dad gave me some good advice years ago, and I'm, you know, lots of good advice, and some of it I'm just now hearing. Oh, I get that. There's so many things that you cannot hear unless you have experience. Yeah, until they're gone, and and then you try to tell your kids something, you're going, "Oh my God, I know my my dad went through. I put him through." Yeah, Um, but uh, he said, "Don't do something on stage at 20. You can't do it 40 or 50." Interesting. And uh, I think that was a good advice. Yeah, yeah. So now, how does it feel being back on stage and everything? I mean, con- consistently, because you're going to be touring. Well, I've been touring, right. though, all, most of the time. It was True, just a yeah. few years there I didn't. And Haggard called me uh, one night. I was standing out on my terrace of my apartment, which I didn't like being in. So I'm not an apartment kind of mm-hmm. girl, but it just the circumstances were that. So he said, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, well, I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. I'm, I really, you know, I've lost both my parents and, you know, it, the future is not what it used to be uh, uh, without people that really love me the most. And uh, so I think the longer I live, the, the less I get loved, you know. So, but it, then again, that's from my parents, uh, speaking for my parents. Mm-hmm. But the fans have made up for that. You know, they have shown me that they love me and um they're there they they're filling the seats and to me that's the greatest award of all yeah and it's always difficult though it's not easy ever there's always there's always something you're going through at least i can only speak for myself Mm -hmm. uh but uh there I, i believe that there's a reason for it whatever it may be yeah all this this new record is a surprise to me it I'm 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 very surprised. Yeah. Well, we we've had a chance on my other show to really kind of get into this album, but um, you know, for the different audience that's listening, I, I just I find it fascinating hearing you talk about this process because this is something that you know how to do. You're doing everything, yeah. but Brandy and Shooter, they really they pushed you and and yeah. really challenged you a lot, they right? They really did. Yeah. Uh, they really did. But I think that uh, you know they believed in me more than. I believed in myself. It was just very an experience that I almost wish I could just go back and do it again. Yeah. So I could really write down or talk about every little thing that was happening and yeah. how I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there were so many emotions going down, and um, I, I just yeah, it's I can't. It's difficult for me to find the words, right? Really, to express all the things that are going on in my life right now. Well, and, and the feelings I have about them. How do you deal with that? Is it just, is it mostly through music? I mean, I had a great conversation with Marin on here about how she's newly, in the last couple of years, discovered therapy. And she's like, I don't know how I was doing it without it. Yeah. So how, how do you approach Well, I did therapy and I had a great uh, psychiatrist at, uh, here. 
but he moved to Birmingham. And I, I, oh. I, can't, I can't get him to answer my calls or anything. And he was the only one that really helped me. I had the same problem, but I moved away, yeah. and and it's so it's so hard to get back into it because oh, you told like your whole story. Somebody else, yeah, something. exactly. And uh, he, uh, you know, I've tried out several psychiatrists here, and, and yeah, nothing really works for you. Please. Yeah, so and it gets exhausting after a while to have to retell your story and everything. Yeah, right? I, 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 yeah, I, I uh, Richard Doctor Richard Shelton is his name, mm-hmm. and he is really incredible. And he's on the research now, but but hey, he was. If you're listening, um, <laughs> I want you. <laughs> yes, get back here. Get At least back here. I really like need you now. FaceTime exists. Let's make it I happen. think if you get the right person, it's just like a marriage, you know. If it you really get the right is. Person, it's, yeah. it works. Yeah, and not to say, and you know, we have a lot of discussions about therapy on here, and 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 that that is the hard thing is making sure that you find someone that's right because just because they're a therapist doesn't mean they're the right person oh, for absolutely you. Absolutely not. I am. Uh, definitely proof of that yeah proof of that same yeah uh but you know i mean you have to to me you if you're a therapist or psychiatrist psychologist you really need to know a little bit about this business right oh totally yeah because otherwise there's no way to find people that are Mm -hmm. they may they may live here in this town but they don't know anything about what i go through yeah so, but you're able to find some solace in, in the music and everything, right? And, yeah. and some calm there. And I have a, you know, a couple of really good doctors, and I'm working on a, finding a, a cure for what I've got, which is a virus that you know is you, you don't get rid of oh. Epstein Barr. But and I knew Cher had it, so I contact reached out to her, and I got her doctor, and now her doctor is working and doing, getting me trying to find me the other right doctors. Yeah. And that's why I was in San Diego. That's why I'm kind of beat up. I got look like I'm a addict or something. I you have to do all the me all over oh, my arms. Man, I'm a hard stick. But um, you know, it's hard. It's crippling to get through some days. And some days I I don't do too well. Yeah. I mean, today has not been a good day. But I'm you know get through it and. Hopefully tomorrow will be a better day. Well, and I admire you saying that because there's so often times that we're not open with how we're actually feeling and you do this. Yeah, we have to fake it a lot. Yeah, of course. But my dad always said nobody else wants to hear your problems. They come to get they come to lose theirs. So they don't want to hear yours, too. Well, at the same time, I appreciate you just being human about that and letting me know because it's. It's something that a lot of people feel all the time. And of course, everybody has different situations. But right. I mean, we're not always okay. Like, it no, doesn't, you no. know, you see Instagram, you see Facebook, you see you on the stage, you see all of these different things and assume that people have these perfect lives. But we're all working oh, through stuff. Boy. Yeah, that's not true. I mean, they're not perfect at all. Yeah. Um, but then I see someone come out of the office at the doctor and I know they got, uh, you know, they have no hair. Yeah. They're carrying a holding a pole, you know, with their IV and all that. Mm-hmm. And I go, wow, I guess I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm I mean, all it's right. all, it's all really, circumstantial, really tired, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a curse for me because I'm a entertainer. You know? Yeah. Well, It'd be different if I just stand up there and sing, but I... I don't. You need to actually bring bring the thunder, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, we are thankful that you are doing that. And of course, it's, it's great that you are able to see this reaction from the fans. And your latest project is just incredible. Well, thank you. I mean, I've, I've never, ever experienced it. It's something I've... It's, it's, it's a total surprise to me every day. Yeah. It, it really is. 
And I, and thank goodness for that, right? Because I, I know, otherwise you'd be thank bored. You, thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you, God. But I do want to say you, radio. this. Thank you. <laughs> I do want to say this on the podcast because um, if you haven't listened to the project yet or, I, or you haven't had a chance to, please do it. But the song Bring My Flowers Now is uh, like... It's just, it's so beautiful. And thank you. Thank you for writing something like that, wow, too. Thank you. I'm, it was in me for a long time. And it finally got out. Yeah. So, and I, and what a perfect, what a perfect uh, uh, circle, you know? Yeah. Uh, for it to come back. And I, you know, I remember now what my dad told me now that I'm thinking about it. He said, year, I mean, many years ago, he said, Tanya, he said, the biggest hit record you're, you'll ever gonna have would be one you wrote so I just now realized he said that wow yeah so wow you know I hope he hears it my mama because they're I miss him a lot you know that he is yeah you know he absolutely is so that was uh, really for my 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 parents and all the all the uh, artists like Haggard and Jones and uh, all my friends that have gone before me yeah. That really were Elvis. I mean, uh, people that really inspired me and made me want to do it, and get in it and sing and do my thing. And uh, so it's really for all those, you know, and all the people that I never understood why people send flowers to a funeral. Right. Because it's uh, kind of a waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or why it, I've heard it said a million times. At a, I don't do many funerals, but. When I have, it's like, well, I sure wish it was under different circumstances. We're here today. Yeah, it's a, the it, same cliche. Get everybody is over, together, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like, let's get together before it's too late. Mm-hmm. So, sort of a tomorrow never comes kind of my a thing, you know. Bring my flowers now. So every time I call someone, I'm bringing your flowers. <laughs> I love it. Well, Tanya Tucker, it has been such an honor to have you on here. And just know that everybody in this building, everybody listening, just everybody everywhere, we love you so much. And I'm just so grateful for everything that you've done and the path that you've paid for women along the way. Oh, Thank it makes you. makes feel so good. I mean, it's almost like I got to go think about that after a while. I'll, I'll, I'm a delayed thinker. Well, let so, me know. I, I, no, I'm, I, I really... really I guess uh, maybe needed to hear that. I don't. I don't know. It was, but it's really a wonderful thing to hear. Well, and uh, you know, before I let you go, actually, I did want to just bring this up real fast. I'm just remembering because of this. But uh, did you see what the CMA Awards announced today? Mm. That uh, they're now having Carrie Underwood, um, Brad Paisley. Uh, no, Carrie Underwood, Dolly Parton, and Reba McIntyre are going to be all kind of co-hosting it this year. Oh, that's good. And um, they're going to be not only highlighting the stuff that has happened throughout the year, of course, in country music, but also all of the women that have paved the way for country music. And, the, and they're going to acknowledge this rich history that women have in country music. So I'm sure you're going to be getting a call for that really well, soon. that's good. But I mean, I told them, I said, they should open the show with my song I wrote. Um, it's on this album I've been doing, project I've been working on for the last few years. And it's called um, One of the Boys. Oh. And it's with... I guess I probably shouldn't say this, but it's with Willie, Merle Haggard, and George Jones. Stop. So oh, my gosh. I should open the show with that. And then we have Merle, a big old huge picture of Hag and, and Jones on each side of me. Yeah. And then at the end, Willie needs to come out and finish it up. Oh, my God. I, I hope they're listening. I keep telling them that. 
I hope uh, they're listening. I think they need to do that. That would be incredible. Well, Tanya, thank you so, so much. I can't say it enough. And it's been such a pleasure talking with you. you. Thank you. You're wonderful to talk to. I'll do it anytime. Thank you. And she fascinates me. That was so cool. By the way, before she left, she did play me some of those unreleased songs. And damn, they are good. I have so much respect for Tanya. Just think about that again. Five decades in the industry. She is a living legend. All right. Time for some thank yous. Always first, my special guest, Tanya Tucker. Her entire team and Scott Atkins, you're the best. To the Breaking Through team, thank you. To Brian Webb, Jim Casey, and Joey Salvia. Now, if you get a chance, it would mean the world to all of us if you could go rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. The more of those we get, the more this message and these stories can spread. People can find us or maybe just share it with a friend this week. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts and future guest suggestions on social media. You can find me at Elena D. Smith. That's E-L-A-I-N-A-D as in dog, Smith as in Smith. I am there everywhere, but I'm mostly on Instagram, so just keep that in mind. I think that about does it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. We'll talk soon. Bye. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.